All right. Uh, dedication time. We're here with Leah. What would you like to dedicate the episode to? Okay, this episode is dedicated to the world, the nature. I like it. Yeah. How do you say nature in German? Natur. Same root. Same root. Yeah, I like it. Okay, let's do it. All right, we're back on the show, and today we have Leah Kalish here. Hi. Hello. Now, are you going to do some singing? Because it's a microphone for you. Oh, I keep on falling for you, keep on wasting my time. That's my new single, Falling. It's yeah. out now. Listen to it if you like it. I would put it, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll put the link uh, in the information yes. box where people can find yeah. it. Um, and you just, it came out a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, it came out Wednesday, June 9th, so two days ago. And you did you do the lyrics? I wrote and composed the song, and I worked with the producer who arranged and produced the whole thing. And then I made a music video locally. I cast it here and I shot it here. How long did it take to get the every? I mean, from starting from scratch. From scratch. So I produ- I wrote the song in 2017 while I was in a show and fell in love with my co-star. That's a story for it itself. Then well, you can you can kind of get that when you listen to the song. Exactly, that's what the song is about, and it's also quite universal because it probably happens to other actors too. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I wrote the song. Then it I sort of brought it into my one woman show, and had bits and pieces of the song in there. And then yeah. last summer was COVID. I produced the song, recorded it in New York with my producer friend Shua, who's amazing. And then. In April, I've been wanting to do this video for a lot while, but it took a while to put things together. Right, right. In April, I rented a theater for a weekend, the Southern Theater in Minneapolis. Yeah, a lot of people use that. We, I, it's it, phenomenal. Um, my friend Vanessa, who just did a film for ZFest, she shot her film uh, oh, right nice. there. Oh, nice. Yeah, but, it's gorgeous, and it gave me a great deal, and I hired a bunch of dancers and band people, and we put it together in a weekend, and it was epic. Yeah, well, you had, um, I don't, music videos are kind of tough because you have to like almost pretend you're doing it. Right. Yeah, but did you play the song as you're doing it? So we were playing the song and I, the musicians had to learn more or less what they're playing. But, you know, the pianist, uh, since we're not actually using her sound, it didn't matter if she was um, playing the wrong note, but they had to pretend play. Did you come up with the dance or did you work with people? No, I, I choreographed every, I did basically everything except for filming coloring and i had somebody who directed on the day of the shoot yeah right yeah but yeah everything else that's why it took a while to put things together that's like four years invested right well yeah but then it was sort of in 2017 i wrote it and then nothing happened for a while it it, i included into my one woman show because my one woman show is about my life but then nothing happened until i decided to make a video um so when you compose it piano or just do you compose? Yeah, on? no, I play some piano enough to compose. A little yeah. more than to compose, but yes. So I I don't remember exactly, but I wrote it as I was backstage in that backstage. in that theater that was actually a church. We played so I was in New York and I played a Yiddish play, a right, very yep. obscene Yiddish play <laughs> about a brothel and about a Jewish girl falling in love with a prostitute. It was a lesbian love story set in 1904. 
So it was a scandal when it came out came out in 1904. Well, yeah. Or 1907, yeah. I don't remember. It was a scandal, and then it was on Broadway in 1923. But they were banned from Broadway, so Paula Vogel, who's a quite known playwright, made a play about the play, which is called Indecent, which was on Broadway two years ago, That's or three years ago. I love when they do that play about a play. Wait, it was great, and it was very popular. So, all long story short, I was playing a prostitute, and I fell in love with the guy who played my pimp. Um, or I thought I fell in love. That's the whole thing. Was it my character? Was it me? And that's how I wrote the song backstage, sort of in between rehearsals, after rehearsals, then going home yeah. on my way from the subway to the rehearsal. And so I yeah, wrote it on the piano and walking in the streets of New York City. Have you done other music? Because I know you, you like dancing. Yes. Stuff, so you, you do other music as well. It's Because it's on your YouTube channel. Yeah, so... My background, so basically dance and music is sort of where my background is, not really theater. Theater came last, which is a bit unusual maybe, but I started singing, uh, taking voice lessons when I was 11, 12, and I always did like shows and I I applied for like a TV show when I was 16, so I was in a TV show. So you start, I mean, that's pretty young, 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I always wanted to be on what we had in Switzerland was called Music Star. It's like American Idol. In Switzerland, Music yeah. Star, yeah. And we only had two s- seasons of it. It wasn't successful. Switzerland is too small of a country. Anyway, now we have The Voice, and that's a bit more successful. But anyways, always wanted to be on that because my mom worked for the Swiss TV um, and radio station, so she could get us free tickets for the rehearsal. So I was in love with all these musicians and singers, and I was like, when I'm 16, I'm going to be on that. I ended up being on some other show about choirs competing. But anyway, so music has always been around. Yeah. And dance has always been around because I was a figure skater. I was going to I'm get jumping around. Yeah. Yes, so I was a professional yeah. figure skater. So dance is sort of was always around never my focus yeah. but then theater only came later when did figure skating start so figure skating i started at the age of seven both my sister and me who's a year older did it okay and it was a leisurely thing with a bunch of kids that we started but then our teacher was like you two have talent why don't you keep pursuing this yeah and once you're in it there's no way out it's like all or nothing a bit um yes i would imagine there's, there's a lot of sports here in america that are very much like that you'll yeah yeah if you if you're a girl and you want to do volleyball it's pretty much every day all if you want to do dance that's yeah, yeah it's i mean there were people who did it as a hobby like two three times a week but if you have drive and if you're talented then you you choose to do it all all in or we chose um you brought your skates with you in minnesota I did. Yeah. I actually wanted to, I've been wanting to shoot a music video on ice. And uh, this is what's been happening all the last <laughs> few months. I have this epic song that is waiting to be released, but right. it's supposed to be shot on ice. And the last, this winter I was trying to make it happen, but it was so hard to coordinate weather because I wanted to shoot it outside. Well, a lot of equipment problem, yeah. Equipment, yeah. It, it it involves a lot of equipment shooting at night, so lights, and then it's freezing. So you can only shoot when it, the lakes are frozen, but it often it's just too cold. Yep. So I haven't figured out how to do that with a low budget, but I maybe this next winter, because um, I have some of the choreography already ready. Like the vision's there, I just need to do it. Right, yeah, right. But it's not, yeah, it's tricky with, the, the cold and then often the lakes they get snowed in so then it's not really skatable so I would have to find a small 
yeah, if anybody who's listening has a backyard ice skating rink, I you know. know. Yeah. Well, there's we have we could we have flooded rinks here where I record. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there are. Yeah. You just need to, you know, have I have need to have the connections and then the people who will clean it and yada yada. I know how to shovel snow. I've been yeah. doing it for forty years. That's true. You know, it's not even a big deal here. I guess yeah. oh, the mic fell down. I hope you heard that. Anyway. Yeah. Um no, it's I, logistically hard to make happen. Right. That's when you if you shoot I always wonder why don't they shoot a lot of films in the winter? Then you do it and you're like, now I realize why you right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. and it's freezing, especially with ice. It has to be cold enough. So I remember when I was an art student and there I was like, well, I don't have a lot of winter watercolors. Maybe we should do start a and then you go out there and you go, now I realize why I don't have a lot of winter watercolors pictures I've done. So yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, cuz yeah, the watercolor starts freezing up. Oh, that's true. Why don't you just take a picture of it and then do it inside? Yeah. True. Yeah. So, figure skating. Yeah, dance. so figure skating was my life from 7 or you know, it crept in um from 7 to sort of 8 17, 18. But in Switzerland, I mean, you got ice almost year-round, right? No. So this is wrong. We don't have natural ice skating rinks. So I, what's interesting is... I'm learning more today. Yeah. We, even though Switzerland is supposed to be cold, or that's what people think because they will see postcards with mountains and snow, yeah. in the cities, we never have temperatures like here. Like it's 30 degrees Celsius warmer than here. Like it's maybe most of the winter is around, let me be in Fahrenheit right now, mm. is around... 30 yeah 35 just, this is like just the winter. above freezing yeah 40 one, one to 30 to, one to two yeah. degrees celsius so that's yeah. not cold enough so we have i've been training outside but in like rinks skating rinks yeah and in the summer we go into inside rinks but yeah so that's what i did day in day out with my sister lots of trauma lots of suffering <laughs> lots of joy too uh and i did not have parents who pushed me we wanted to do that. They were like praying for the day we want to stop because it's so expensive. It is. It's all in or nothing. We never had vacation. When other kids went to summer vacation to the beaches, yeah. uh, we were in beach. some freaking ugly ice skating rink that stank because the hockey people, they stink because they never washed their, you know, their. <laughs> uh, I know. I used to be a hockey player. Oh, yeah. Uniforms. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a, they're so superstitious. Hockey players are so superstitious. Oh, really? They can't wash it? Is like, that if why they, they wash it, they think it's going to ruin their oh, luck and whatever. God, but, I didn't know that. And then it's they're super horrible. La- then they're super lazy, you know? It's, it, it was disgusting because we would always come after them. The skate, like, uh, sc- hockey people always had more, um, they were sort of one level up. Skaters were not really respected, <laughs> the figure skaters. So we would always come in after them, and it was just stink, and the environment was just not enjoyable. But, I still skate, I still play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old man's league. So you have nice. to be older than 40. Great. And if you actually care and we want to look like you want to make an effort, then we don't want you. Uh huh. So it's an old man. Like, you know, the puck goes on the boards. We all look at each other. Who's going to get it? Because we're just too tired and out of Okay. Shape. That takes a lot of pressure out. But the funny thing is, we always hire girl goalies okay. to play. To, Why? Well, we pay them. We'll pay girl goalies. Okay. And because a lot of people are so discriminatory, like, you know, like leagues, like, oh, you're a girl goalie. We don't want you. But we encourage, like, if you're a girl goalie, come nice. and just have a couple hours. We'll pay you because it's expensive. You got equipment. And Great. you can just sit and laugh at us. Because <laughs> like, a lot of them say, it looks like you guys are in slow motion. You're just so slow. And uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good way to make money. Right. You know? Yeah. That's fun. You n- never want to do sports. Oh, yeah. I mean, skating is a sport. Sorry, let me free free say it. Like team sports. No. no. I mean, 
Yeah, skating is definitely a sport. It's yeah, what's interesting f- about figure skating, it's art and sport, which is there's very few things that are both that. Yeah. Cuz it's sort of dance no, and just, music. I'm sorry, I had to, re- had to rephrase that. Yeah. No worries. Um no, I guess I was never a team player and it's sort of I mean, making this music video, I had to be a team player cuz I brought people on, but I'm sort of leading <laughs> I'm still a leader, sort of, in it. But you know what you wanted. Yeah, so... And it looks like you got it. Definitely. But yeah, I know it's interesting. Now I crave much more ensemble work. That's why I love being part of not just doing a one-woman show, because it's quite lonely. It's like, it's all you, you, you. It gets a bit boring in one way at at some point. It also gives you so much freedom. But going back to sports, uh, I was very competitive. So that was good Mm -hmm. for team sports, but also bad, because I... Like, nah, <laughs> I, I, I wonder who would I be if I had been in a team sport, you know, growing up. Probably different. Like, Kill him. Get him. Yeah. yeah I, I was screaming on the bench. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But I like team sports in school. So I was just not that good. <laughs> well, outside of all the stuff we listed, because you do acting, dance, yeah. um, figure skating, as well as music. Is there other activities that you do? Other hobbies? hobbies so the thing is because i do so many things that are sort of my profession i don't have much time left in the day i wish the day had like 10 more hours but um i love playing tennis i wish i was a professional tennis player but i started way too late i started like 15 that is kind of late once a week like one week a year when i had Mm -hmm. a vacation but i think i'm pretty good considering that i never had proper training um and then other hobbies you know it's kind of weird. My hobby is my work. I mean, it's my profession. Right. It seems like it, once you're done like with something. Piano, like yeah. I love playing classical pieces on the pl- piano. Okay. That's sort of a hobby. But I also wish I was a, cl- a classical pianist. I wish I was everything. Okay. This is the dilemma. I wish I was everything, <laughs> uh, which you, you just can't. Sounds familiar. I want to do films and comic books and then one or the other, right? You can't. It's just yeah. <laughs> kind of gets right. Well, that's my question. Yeah. See, that I'm yeah. in a very interesting point in my career. I've been sort of not focusing on one thing. It sort of comes in seasons. So the last, this year, because of COVID, there was not much theater happening. My focus was on making music videos on films because film was sort of happening and music. But now I'm sort of going back into, I want to do more theater again. Like, here's my question. Do you have to focus or can you just, is there a point where you have to focus or it naturally falls into place? Or maybe not. Not for everybody. I don't know. I like to do all of it. I want to like. I like doing like comic books. I like doing writing. I like doing productions with other people. I like doing films. And I know I'm not going to be phenomenal in all of it, but I don't want to just do single stuff. I've doing that far too long. Mm-hmm. And I used to do other things. So, yeah, I like. And when you write your when you write, like you said, when I wrote and drew my own comic book, it does get a little lonely. Because mm-hmm. you have nobody else working with you. And right, plus it's you a different don't, you kind of work. It's yeah. stimulating in a different way. But if I was only doing that, that yeah. that wouldn't be fulfilling completely. No, I and then my wife introduced me to golf. So I never played golf until I, my wife, and she's a far better golfer than I am. She's, she was ranked in college. Mm. So, but um, it's funny because she'll just sit on the golf cart and watch me and just laugh. And she won't help me. What okay. am I doing wrong? She's like, I don't know where to begin. So you're <laughs> you're gonna have to help yourself for that. It's just everything is so bad. But I've gotten a little bit better, so I can kind of. Okay, why don't you get a trainer? I just, I, I mean, it's like if, if I do that, then it's almost like a surrender. So I I, I did like bought books and everything. To, okay. And taught myself, so I'm actually far better. 
than I used to be when I started just okay. taking a club and swing. So I can. Get I've it never now. played, so I have no clue. I once I realized it it's opposite of baseball, I figured it out. Okay. Yeah. So baseball, you got to keep your head up, and power is in your back foot. Mm-hmm. And all the power comes from the first. Golf, it's the opposite. Keep your head down, and all the power comes right at the last part of your mm. swing. So if you go up high with all your power, you're gonna it's gonna be bad. Mm. See, it's almost like bowling. Like when bowling, you can't mm-hmm. bowl with power. Oh, I'm so bad at bowling. Oh, but you gosh. have to like wait to right when it's you're gonna drop it to put the power in. Uh-huh. It's kind of like golf. So I realized that, but I'm still bad. Okay. I'd it's, probably be. She does that look, she does that look to me like, oh, I'm going to have to settle for par on this. That's just so bad. Where I'm already having to like, had eight shots, you know? <laughs> Why did I let you know once yeah. I had my first golf lesson how, I, how I'm doing? I think if you're a dancer, you'll be far better at it because it's a lot of, you have to move your hips. Like, right. guys don't want to do that. For sure, I can attest. It's a dance move. Cubans do, but the rest don't. Right, right. I, I'm too stiff and set my ways and stubborn. But if you can move your, rotate uh-huh. your hips, because that's the last part of the swing. Right. Your, probably, yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to golf in my next yeah. life. You probably catch it much easier than I did. Yeah. It's a little more finesse. It's a little uh-huh. more, it feels girly when you do it. Uh-huh. It feels more feminine. How about that? It feels more feminine when you do it than, than yeah. skin. Yeah. Yeah. But tennis. Yeah, I like powerful things. So tennis. Yeah, just crush it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend in tennis that would work on a serve all the time. And then if he could return a serve, he was done for. <laughs> he wanted to just get the serve and aces. Okay, yeah, my serves are not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on my tennis. Yeah, but there's not much time left in a day for hobbies, to be honest. Yeah. But that's the thing. My hob- I have a dog. That's my hobby. It's a new. I have a new dog, so that's bigger, a hobby. Big or small? Me- small. Small. I mean, not small, small. Like a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix, but actually, no, 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 the cutest dog in the world. I'm trying to think of what it look, what it look no, like. Okay. I'll show you a photo after. All right. It's not, we don't need to talk about dogs. No. Um, but just saying, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't have many hobbies because all my hobbies, I made them into profession. So, when's the last when when's the last time you've been back to Switzerland? The last time I was back was during COVID in September because my grandpa passed away. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Sorry. So. That was a two-week, very sad, very stressful be- yeah. way to be home during a pandemic, being quarantined in my grandparents' house with my grandpa not being there anymore. That was sort of unique and sad and special, Yeah, yeah. everything. But I'm going there in August for a whole month. Okay. So I'm very excited. So usually I go once or twice a year. Is, it a, is, is it a pretty quick trip? From Minnesota, no. Yeah. From New York, there's a direct flight, but yeah. from Minnesota, no. It goes via. But it's international, so you can have a little sippy sip. Yeah, no, it's far. You know, it's yeah. not like Australia or New Zealand. Or can you, can you sleep on the plane? Um, yeah, it's okay. It depends. Night flight. It's not the worst. It's not a big deal. It's just not. You can't just hop. It's it's far. It's far to have family across the ocean. Yeah. yeah. You know. So you still have family in Switzerland. Yeah, my parents, my now my grandma, um, my sister, my sisters. Yeah. Um, oh, you have more than one. I have one that lives in Paris, and then I have, so I'm sort of I come from a patchwork family. Then I have a half sister and a stepsister, and they're both in Switzerland. Oh, all right, all right. And you're yeah. in the are you in the middle? Well, until I was six, I was the youngest, the young one, because my sister's older, and then yeah. I had a step and half sister that came, and they were younger. Okay. So, um, but I still, I'm the young one. Yeah. I was, 
you know, how young kids are a little more rebellious. I think more, they get away with things. I, I was that kind of kid. Yeah. I, I was the oldest, so I got all the okay. hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, no. <laughs> Definitely the young one. <laughs> I enjoyed my time until I got a sister. Then it was like, it's all downhill from there. Oh, no. <laughs> Girls are the best. I mean, sisters, so fun. Well, I, I when I used to work around school with high school kids and – I would I would get such a kick out of it because you know the sisters in the hallway without even being introduced because they would just scream that's my shirt you said you were gonna wear my shirt that's or that's my that's you, just, you could just see it when they scream in the hallway like that's mine that's what are you doing yeah yeah so, the, the worst but, thing I once did to my sister because I was in a Montessori school so fourth grade through sixth we're together in a classroom okay and so we were sitting in a circle and I farted <laughs> and I was so embarrassed and then I pointed at my sister. And said, it was you. Oh, my God, I know it was you. And it was so, I was just so embarrassed because I was bloated or something. So That's things like, hilarious. I did things like that. <laughs> uh. But you were a good student overall. Oh, yeah, I was, a, I was the nerdiest, always had to be the best in the classroom. And if I wasn't, I wanted to kill whoever had a better grade than me. Really? That's why I wasn't, I, I was liked because I was also cool because I would sing and be a figure skater and be sort of unique mm -hmm. and Jewish. So it was also like not the norm. So I guess I was special in a way, but I was nerdy. I was always at the teach. I was be the one that snaps because I know the answer already. Right. Yeah. Before she even the yeah, teacher yeah. finished it. Yeah. And I would yeah. be annoyed that people were stupid. So I, I was the. I always had to be the class best. So. Um, this is good. I don't think we would have got along if we were in class. Mm. A little too more relaxed. Okay. Yeah. A little disorganized. But what's funny is my first boyfriend was the opposite. He would smoke pot. He was like half Bolivian, so he was like. Uh, you know a little, a little latin thing to him and then uh, he would be in the music scene he was a phenomenal pianist so we played music together but i was sort of the nerdy skater had no time for friends would do her homework over lunch yeah. and he was the guy came late uh, talked during class anyways the reason we ended up together was because he had such bad grades he thought <laughs> when I, if i sit next to Leia. There's nothing to talk about she just and she's gonna help me and i'll be better but what ended up happening we sort of became right a thing yeah which was very odd but anyway yeah <laughs> so good grades yeah yeah and it was very upset if you got an a minus like a look yeah yeah i had like yeah. the schooling system in switzerland is very different than america so yeah. not everyone gets into high school so i was in a right yeah only 30 percent goes to high school everyone else does only trade like, nine years of school yeah and then go learn a trade like trade an apprentice school. for so yeah so yeah, so already getting in is not that easy, and then staying there and being really good. I mean, you can get through, but I wanted to be the best, so which I ended up being one of the best. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah, but it's funny because I was this. My lifestyle up until I graduated high school was, I always had the art thing sort of going, but I was a figure skater. I had no time for friends. I was, um, I didn't have to attend. So there was, I was not in a sports school like in America. You know, um dancers go to a program where they're either homeschooled or they have every afternoon off so they can do dance right, and in switzerland yeah. or sports people go to sports high schools where you can play in your league and you have only you either have a year longer or you, you have less school there is a school here in minnesota for hockey shattuck where yeah. if you're really good at hockey you go play hockey and it's right and you have like your it's a boarding school so you right stay there, so your yeah. schedule is adjusted so i went to a public school where nothing I had no privileges, basically. Like, I was doing what everyone else do was doing, but on top of that, I was figure skating. 
So I ended up not attending some of the our gym classes and like um, earlier on cooking or like art stuff where I could, but then later on I wasn't able to miss anymore. So I sometimes missed out on the social things, which also made me sometimes it was hard to have friends because I was just always running yeah. after school. I wouldn't hang out. You're right and yeah. look at our phones i would just run off go on the train and go skate i was so, the complete yeah. opposite oh yeah <laughs> yeah so we probably wouldn't have been friends but no. that's okay you know i was you meet later in life so that's what's weird yeah. because i was that so structured would call my mom during lunch and say mom i feel guilty for hanging out with my friends because i need to do my homework and she's like leah <laughs> go and enjoy life that's please yeah. why are you guilty go, you're go right. yeah. and anyways I, I, that came from me and then after I graduated and decided I want to study musical theater, I sort of, Listen. I was still very disciplined. Oh, yeah, but you I, are. Yeah. I became yeah. more, I, I saw, okay, here's the thing. It's a major transformation because until I was 18, I thought, thought every human interaction is a waste of time. I should be studying math, get an A plus, or yeah. train, do my push-ups. I had like hard workouts that I would put on myself. But then I transitioned and now, all I live for is human human interaction and human connection, which is crazy that, like I said, 360 degree like change, you know, that I made within like a year or two. And I don't know exactly where it comes from, but I thought it was interesting how you can change. Right. Well, this is more of the word the opposite because I was completely opposite as a kid. I would party and have a good time. I was actually on academic probation in college. Oh. So if I didn't, if I got lower than a three point, if I remember right, three point one, I was mm-hmm. I was gone. That's how bad my grades are. Wow. I had to take I had to, I had to take a math test to get in because my math grades were so bad that mm-hmm. like take an exam and I actually excelled at the test. That like okay, even though your grades are really awful, but you really did good in the test, you can come in. Okay. And so I was on academic probation for two years. So in college, I hated it because I was just so focused on work because I was a slacker in high school. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But then I paid dearly in high, college. I had no friends. I had to stick with work, regimen. Uh-huh. I had to work, college, and that was it. That was my life for about five years. Interesting. And I like really had no really no friends. I knew, I knew people, but I really had no friends, no social life in college. Mm. I, I was so worried. I didn't want to dr- get on academic probation or get k- kicked out. Uh-huh. And then spent my 20s trying to outdrink myself, spent my 30s out working myself, and now in 40s doing exactly what I want to do. So, okay. That's the short story. <laughs> so, right, we got a bit, we got we got together different ways. Yeah. 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 So, but you like before we get to break. I since I live with a math teacher, you like math. Yes, because that, it's so logical. You know, you can uh, break things down. It's so different from acting, <laughs> or yeah. all these things that are sort of more subject. It's so object. I mean, there's just the rules. So yeah. you got to learn the rules. And understand them and then apply them well um but yeah. i have yeah. a yeah i think i have the right and left brain that is sort of i have both um no i had no structure to my life until my wife sits down and she's like can do the structures because mm. i was i was shooting brain all over the place and she's uh-huh. like all right zoom in on this first and not only that, she's such a good math teacher, she can do it upside down because usually she sits with the kids face to face and she's like, I need help. So she can do it like, so she doesn't have to take the, she can do it upside down so you can, <laughs> as somebody nice. years experience, she can do it. She, she actually can do algebra upside down now. So Great. She should go um, on, uh, what's it called? <laughs> not The Voice, not American Idol, The X Factor. Right. I think there should be a math competition like Some, on TV. Like sure here's an equation, solve oh. it. Yeah. 
on your head playing the piano with your toes. No, I'm sure there is everything out there. But I, it makes sense for you because you you can't write music if you don't know math. Math. Sort of. I mean, writing music yeah. is more intuitive thing. But I had music theory because I wouldn't. I was in a high school that was arts focused. My my profile. But math, you have to use math to create music. Yeah, but yeah. not really. No, you can. You like writing. Okay, writing lyrics. You don't. For, I just have a melody that pops into my head, or I play a bunch of chords, and one, then two, I three, create one, two, three. Yeah. Right, there's something very like music theory is very logical, so it yeah. it is very connected to math. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that's why the reason. But I was I'm thinking like music is almost like you're asking. It's like a melody. You're asking a question, then you get an answer. Do 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 something like that. Yeah, always, sort it's of. A, it's like that's you're interesting. Asking, yeah, you're asking a question, then you get the answer as well. Like. Probably in good songwriting or musical theater writing is often like that. Um, yeah. But you know, sometimes my songs are very uneven and need to actually be cleaned up. So I'm not sure. Um, there's many ways you can write a song too. Yeah, but you go lyrics first and melody, or melody. Some sort of simultaneously, okay. like idea, like an idea. For example, so that song that I want to shoot on ice is called "Someone for the Night." And that song came about because I have a friend, she's turning 90 in two weeks, a New Yorker. 90? A woman who's one of my best friends. She's like a family friend. And I was in New York. My boyfriend was in Minnesota. And she asked me, well, don't you miss your boyfriend? And I said, sure, yeah. She said, don't you need someone for the night? She said that line. And right then I knew this is going to be a song. I didn't know exactly the melody. I had nothing. But with that line, I like that start. Yeah. I, with that line, I went home to my uncle's apartment, who was then in Switzerland, sat on the piano, and just started riffing. It's like melody and lyrics came at the same time, but I had an idea. Yeah. So that's how that song came about. Right. I would say often the ideas first, and then lyrics and music happen at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you didn't know all the music that we put in the podcast, that's my band, and that's oh. me drumming. Great. I'm looking forward to hear it. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're going to take a little break and back more with Leo. Hi, everybody. This is Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast. I want to talk to you about a book that's available to pre-order. It's from a previous guest of the show and a good friend of the show, Dennis Vogan. Dennis is an acclaimed writer for many years, releasing novelas like Thea, Flipped, and Them, and creating comic books like uh, The Brush Fire and my personal fave, The Weirdos. Here he collects blogs, posts, essays, loose change from nearly half a decade. They cover a spectrum of topics from comic books to sobriety, from outer space to his dog, pop culture, spirituality, nostalgia, the multiverse, and from joy to grief and everything in between. You'll find that Dennis Vogan is a lot of things, and for better or for worse, and he has a lot to say. Check out the book. It's called Time is a Solid State. Time is a Solid State. Available on Amazon or on his website, DennisVogan.com. Check it out today. Hi, everybody. This is Nick for the St. Paul Filmcast, and I want to talk to you about a great place here in the Twin Cities for your next social gathering event. It's the Serbian Hall in South St. Paul. The Serbian Hall in South St. Paul is now open. Built in 1924, it is a unique historic venue perfect to host your next wedding, social gathering, corporate event, or any kind of celebration. The hall has over 9,000 square feet of historic charm perfect for your event. 
With a ballroom upstairs and a classic bar and reception downstairs, it has the flexibility to meet all your needs. From start to finish, they'll help you coordinate with every detail. Book now for 2021 graduations. Spaces are filling up fast. Visit their website, www.serbianhall.com. You can also find them on Facebook. They just can't wait to work with you. Your next social gathering event, think the Serbian Hall in South St. Paul. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy D's. I am Billy D's. I'd love to have you listen in. Back with Leah, and um, during the break, she promised me she's going to get me some good chocolate from Switzerland. Yes, chocolate mix for chocolate milk, because that's a very specific kind of mix. What kind? Like that's famous Switzerland chocolate. Yeah, but it's I'm I'm thinking of of a special place to get it. Okay, you know, it's not just the thing you can buy in a supermarket there. Yeah, it's a good fancy thing. Are you kind of kind of keen on chocolates? Like, oh yeah. Do you have a certain one? I, I come from a very we're snobs, my family, in terms of sweets. Yeah. I come from a household where we always had the best sweets, like pastries, bread, and chocolate was always very high level. Yeah. Um, yeah. My grandparents it. just cultivated that, that um, I don't know yeah. what you want to call it, that, that habit. But um, yeah, so I'm a snob and I'm very critical of things outside of Switzerland. Is there any American chocolate that you like? Oh, I think there's actually plenty. You just pay four times as much as I would in Switzerland, which... You know, Switzerland's an expensive country, but chocolate is just not expensive. Yeah. So here for good for good chocolate, you pay like $6 for a bar, you know, yeah. which is absolutely ridiculous. And also they're different. Swiss chocolate has a certain smoothness to it mm-hmm. that you can't find anywhere. And there's good chocolate, good, amazing Belgian chocolate. Great. America has everything imported. So I'm totally fine here, but it's just not the same. I agree. Yeah. 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 So this, there's, you really are fishing out of with your chocolate yeah. yeah and yeah. sweets and bread and milk products yeah does it does it really a day that you can't go without it oh yeah i'm a chocolate addict you know i never did drugs i never did alcohol like i've never smoked pot i've never been drunk these are all real things all right and people so like, good that we're the opposite yeah yeah people are always surprised because i'm a very i don't know as an actor i'm very out there and very i don't have any things to hide and i'm very up for anything almost but when I say I've never been drunk or haven't smoked pot, they like look at me like, what? They can't believe it. But what I'm saying is my little drug is sweet yeah. chocolate. I have to share you my, my favorite story of me being over-serving myself. Uh-huh. We're at a house party with my other bandmates, and I thought I was just killing it with the jokes and the humor, and I was just inebriated in the kitchen and just laughing at myself and then my wife came well we weren't married at the time yet and she came and she goes I'm leaving and then I said do you want me to go with you and everybody else answered for me yes 
Yes, you need you need to go with them. So. Uh huh. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh no, I'm not the life of the party I thought I was. Dang mm. it. Okay, all right, I'll go with you. So life of the party. <laughs> right. So never, never really much with the booze, huh? No, but nobody in my family. Really? We're, yeah. It's just not something I grew up with, and I'm also glad because I saved so much money on alcohol and yeah, you so did. much time where I wasn't just wheeling around being drunk that I did something. Well, this is great. Productive. I know when you come over and my scotch in the cupboard is safe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually like it. So there are um, some people that have an allergy to it sometimes that they're just kind of like, I know my friend, when, he, when we started drinking underage and then all of a sudden he would break out and like, Oh, you can't handle your liquor. Then we realized he had an allergy to it. Oh, he couldn't drink it at all. Yeah. Well, I you don't didn't know. That. Yeah. I don't have that. I just don't need it. I don't want it. Right. Yeah. I go find other stuff. Well, it's medicine, right? You're medicating yourself. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I, I always say I don't need to be high. I'm high on life. That That's my <laughs> slogan. Well, you're busy, too. I love it. I guess. It, and yeah. also when you're busy. Yeah. So is there do you when you have time? Mm-hmm. Are you a movie consumer? Do you watch movies? You know, it's pretty pathetic because I'm an actor and I want to do more and more movies, but I don't watch much because I don't have time. It's not that I'm not interested, but if I can go dance salsa now that COVID is over, almost, I will go dance salsa rather than sit on my couch, eat popcorns and watch a movie. I just, or I will go for coffee with somebody and talk about life because I get much more kick out of real experiences. And it's, I, I, I love good movies. I love going to the movie theaters. But I'm not somebody who sits in front of Netflix and I, like, for example, there's two things I binged, which I don't which, binge, I don't watch share? anything. So there's The you Queen's Gambit I watched because oh, I it got it. such great reviews and I I had to get through it and I watched it in like three days, whatever, because I took the time to do that, but then I can move on and I'm not finding a new, I'm not keen on finding a new show I can watch. Yeah. It's just... I have too many more other important things to do. Yeah, I, I wish if the day had five more hours. You could sit and watch movies. Right? I would watch for two more hours, but I just don't. It's just not enough time. I do. I have that with books. People are like you have to read this book. And I was like, I got to I want to watch. I got three movies I want to watch before I get to the book. That's funny. And I don't want to waste my time with a bad book, which is I, I know I'm being hypocritical because I'll waste my time with a bad movie. OK, but it's quicker. To get but it through, is quicker, I and I would appreciate it. And I love trashy movies. It's kind of like fast food. I can watch really? trashy Whoa. movies, you know, but also can watch really fine finesse movies. Uh-huh. I could watch anything, right? And then my wife comes in and we're like, what is the chainsaw? Oh, that's the movie. What? <laughs> so I can watch pretty much anything. But my books, I want to make sure I really like them before I start reading. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah no, I wish uh, I had time to read more and watch more. I, I think... It's it's important as an actor to watch other actors to, mm-hmm. to to see what is good, what isn't, or why is something good, or what makes something good, what makes something something bad. But I guess I mean I'm always in acting classes, so I see that. Also, it's a different way. There's many ways you can train. You know, no, I I get it because I do comic books, and it's hard to like somebody's like you got to read this comic book, and I was like, I want to finish mine first before I want to consume. Right, comic you books. also need to be ready to consume if you're working on your own, like. Yeah, there's a time when you're consuming and there's time when you're working. Yeah. But they can't always be at the same sometimes. Yeah. But um Yeah, even though I consider myself a comic book artist, I don't read as many comic books as people think I do. I watch a lot of movies. Uh-huh. I really, really watch a lot. Yeah, but that yeah. probably informs how you make comic books. Yeah. You know, I everything's do, connected. We're surrounded by them. I still read them. Yeah. I just 
you know, sometimes when you're in the mood for drawing yours, you can't sit and digest another comic book. No, you need and to get your thing out. Get your that thing makes out, sense. Right. Well, I think it, both of us are creative enough to know that when you have something in your mind, like, I want to do this, it has to come out. Whether it's good or bad, it just, it, it's going to... It has s- to come out. It's just going to have to come out, right? Yeah. You kind of get that feeling, too, when you, like, do music and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's like with, with this music video... I had this vision, it has to come out. I have another one that I'm planning to shoot in the summer. I'm a little tight on time, but it has to come out. It just ha- It's in me, and I need to move on. I can't move on with life if it's not out. Same yeah. with that video I wanted to shoot on ice. I'm just, that, it was It was really hard, actually, to say I'm dropping it for the moment yeah. and move to something else, because it, it was in my system. Mm-hmm. It was a vision I had, and I had to get it out. But somehow things didn't align, so I had to realize it might not be the right timing for it, which is really rare, but that happened. I understand because there, there was the script I really wanted to do coming up. I loved it. And I wanted to do it. I've been holding on for three years, but just we can't do it. And I had to find something else. But I'm, I'm still holding on to the script that I really, really wanted uh-huh. to do. And so it's got to get out. something that isn't ready quite yet or something, you know. But it bothers you, right? It's like, God. But because da- it's something in your system. You carry it around with you. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's, it's for a reason. Um, but sometimes, especially, like a lot of times I create art or songs or raps based of frustrations I have like that happened a lot during COVID like I was angry with the world or how life is kind of showed with your dancing a little bit yeah um there's just stuff that bothered me or if I with my boyfriend so I had to go and write make it into a song Mm -hmm. and that's why I have some funny clips on Instagram where I write about my experience during COVID but in a funny artistic way yeah but not everything turned out well so it's it's i sort of when i'm down or frustrated i know i can make something i can make art of it so i actually accept it i'm like great i'm so angry i'm gonna write a great song now but that's not always the case so that is also sometimes frustrating i have something that has to get out but it's not always good you know sometimes i just spend two hours writing something that will never become anything well you have to keep doing it right i know there's there's two other scripts that are never going to see the light of day and that's just you got to practice doing it yeah yeah but it's hard because we're in a world where outcome is in my environment outcome is really nobody cares about pro- all that matters is process but we live in a world where process doesn't matter it's outcome that's how you can social media is like that likes yeah. following quick um a lot mm-hmm. of content, low quality. That that's the world we're in. Yeah. So I think that's quite poisoning for creating art. No, I right, yeah, yeah. Especially when you, I, I make a movie and I tell everybody priority number one, you have to enjoy what we're doing because I can't. We're not in power with results. We can make something really awful, or something really good, uh-huh. but we have to enjoy what we're doing on set, and everybody has to get along and appreciate it. And it's hard, but yeah. I, that's what I want. Number one, everybody enjoy what we're doing. I don't want to make a good film and everybody feel lousy as we're doing but it. But I don't think that actually happens. A good yeah. film, it's easy. I think you can tell. Oh yeah, you if can tell. People, I've been on are enough sets. Right, I could. It, w- it won't be a good movie. I, I've been on enough sets where it's like it's it flows. Like we all know what's going to happen. Like it's just. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it pops and everything is working out great. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it will. Sh- it will show if not. I think. Yeah, but it's, it's it's weird process right that's the grueling stuff and then writing it down and i think that gets very lonely but i think you have to share too i always share my scripts with other people which is hard it's really vulnerable to share process because i can only share stuff with only very selective group of people (laughs) who i trust yeah 
but also people who don't overrun my process. Like, I don't want to hear too much. I almost actually didn't share anything of my this music video. No, you didn't. No. Anyone except for my boyfriend because he was around me while I was choreographing and dancing. But until I shared it with my director, what I want. Yeah. I did it all my by myself, but I had a really strong intuition that what I'm doing is right. That's not always the case. So I think there's moments where you share and moments when you keep it in and let it simmer on, you know, on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have one idea and I think I have to show it to the right people to get what it means. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing you have to, if you have an idea, you have to work with people that understand what you're talking about. Because if you're doing like a, I'm doing, I think you want to do like a parody, but you want to film it as you think you're parodying of. That's mm-hmm. how parody works. You're thinking you're doing, like if you're going to make fun of a horror movie, you want to film it almost like a horror movie, but you want to have, make fun of it. Mm-hmm. But you have to be in the mindset of we're making this a horror movie and that's going to be a really bad horror movie. Mm-hmm. Intentionally bad to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to get the right people to understand what you're trying to yeah. communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Because if sure. you if you had a script that says stupid psycho you know, murder mystery, like, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> Which you under- but if you explain what you're doing and we're making fun of the process, that's, yeah. Yeah, you need to yeah. be people to be on board and care about the mission, you know. Yeah. Do you want to do comedy? Because um, I know, you- have you done comedy before? I mean, on screen? Yeah. Or in theater? Not too much, but yeah, oh, in theater, yeah. And my one-woman yeah. show is pure, is very deep, I think, but has, is mostly comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, that's with your act because I, I'm sorry to interrupt because I know that you're one act and yet, but you haven't done it like on film. That's what I meant. No, I haven't done comedy on film because it's much hard, harder to write comedy. Most people can't write good comedy, so it's harder to find good roles to come across. Like when I audition, when I watch see auditions on Facebook or Actors Access or all these, all these scripts, it's just. I mean, <laughs> people are learning, and it's mostly young students, you know, student films, yeah. but they just don't know yet what they're doing. So it's all the same story we've heard it before it's about death it's about love but it's all about tears they all want you to cry on camera so it's much harder to write write good comedy it's 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 easy to get away with some shitty drama where somebody dies or somebody's sick or somebody's home like love sick you know no i i I made a bit because i I wrote a comedy script and somebody's like is it a comedy i go well nobody's laughing at it yet i don't know i have to make it to make sure that and put it in front of audience then i know it's a comedy Mm -hmm. if people are laughing yeah because even if you do a comedy on film, no, you can't sit there and laugh at yeah. So you have to do the joke, and everybody has to be quiet about it. So you don't really know if it's going to work until you show it to people. That's true. But I do think certain scripts are written punchlines. People yeah. who write comedy, they know how to do punchlines. Oh, yeah. I, you can read enough scripts and all. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could imagine. Yeah. But it's, it's much harder to come across. It's just yeah. harder to do. I think it's far more difficult to write funny but it's much more i think it's a much more it's a greater payoff when you make everybody laugh oh yeah but it's also hard to make everybody laugh because comedy is based on on an environment on so many things something that's most things that are funny for americans are not funny for swiss people because no it's shared knowledge it's yeah i mean I, i do think there's some great comedy can be universal but it's really hard right well i gotta ask you because did you think fargo was funny because uh, there's parts in it that's really hilarious to us. No, I didn't think it was funny. See, there you go. I mean, no, I thought it was just, oh, just too much. I mean, 
And that's I our comedy. I could see why it could be funny for these kind of people, but it's not funny because it's not my experience. It's not based on what I know. So that's why comedy is so subjective. Yeah, yeah. And that's because I, that's the reason I ask you because we're that's our comedy. The, the guys who made Fargo are from Minnesota, so we understand that's our, kind of our dark humor. Oh, right, but you yeah. need to know the experience of living yeah. in a place like this and yeah. what, what is happening here to find it. Yeah, I think... Yeah, comedy is hard. I, I was actually just in Mexico and I was in a hostel for just one night and I met this Irish guy who's a comedian and he said he wanted... He's traveling, blah, 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 but he's a comedian and he want, he was hoping to do some stand-up on his travels. Okay. So I said, okay, here's we're 20 people. You want to go? I pushed him to do it because I felt like he wanted to, but nobody had given him the push to actually right. yeah. promote himself. Yeah. So I gave him... I said, here you go, everybody quiet. And he did his thing, and he was pretty good. You know, it's hard. You have to practice. I have so much respect. Of, uh, stand-up comedians. From sta- yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. It's not where it was very specific stand-up comedians. But I'm saying, why I'm saying it is because certain things were funny because they were sort of universal. You didn't need to be from a certain place to find something funny. And some jokes I didn't get because he was referencing something, pop culture, something that I didn't know. Yeah. So, you know. No, Jim Jaffigan, who's a stand-up comedian, did this whole comedy act where it was filmed in Canada and all the jokes, mm-hmm. you almost have to be Minnesota in Canada to think it's funny. Yeah. Because if you don't live there, you don't understand yeah. why it's so f- hilarious. Yeah. But to him, he understands he's lived there. And I think Minnesota, maybe in a little more our area, will think it's funny because we're a little more Canadian than I think than American uh-huh. here. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's it can be regional, definitely, yeah. where yeah. you're coming from. For sure. Yeah. And uh, it's really weird because if you go to a video store, they'll put Fargo in the comedy section. And it's really considered a satirical comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it. And, and yet, yeah. I didn't respond to it that way. But yeah, that yeah. makes sense. What is, do you have a favorite comedy film? Oh, my God. I always hate these questions. Not that it's not your fault. It's just because I, because I don't. You don't? I, I haven't watched recently good stuff enough that... No. You know, okay, the one thing I watch... Sometimes it's curb your enthusiasm. Do you know yeah. what that is? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny to me because oh, I think it's yeah. It is. I think he's pretty amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're Larry. talking about Larry David, yeah. but and it, it's sort of universal, but it's also sort of American Jewish. Yeah, it's very. That's where I can tap in. It's very. That's why I find it funny because I. It's 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 a certain Jewish thing to it. Oh yeah, well, but America is so Jewish in in many ways compared to Europe. Well, you're hiring a prostitute so you can go into carpool lane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many things. It's just Larry David, but right, it's yeah. also more than Larry David. It's it's universal. Everything, every detail is becomes a discussion. He's great. So that I think. But I how love. you I you make that. you make entire thirty minute comedy about laying flowers at a roadside accident? And yes. How you make that embarrassed and then you oh yeah or busting the line like not standing in line how how to stand online and yeah yeah no it's it's so you know he he's great so that's that's something i enjoy yeah i love curb yeah it works even though it sounds it just works it doesn't it sounds boring but it's you it gets its steam when you start watching it yeah Yeah. and it's he sneaks into my private life (laughs) sometimes i just do something and i there's this episode where he comments on having said that I don't know. There's this episode where he makes fun of what it means when people say having said that. Yeah. So now all the time 
I say something, I look at my boyfriend having said that. It's just he sneaks <laughs> he into ca- my then life. You, then you catch it like, dang it, right. Yeah, yeah, so Larry David is, you know, somebody I would want to work with. <laughs> <laughs> well, on top of that, do you have a, do you have a f- favorite musical? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm so pathetic. No, actually, you know what? No, I don't have a favorite musical. I am actually, it's what I studied, but it's not my home. Right. I love singing, acting, and dancing, and I love when it's done at the same time. But the form, the way American or general musicals work, it's not my way of expression. It finds yeah. it off, not deep, like flat, not that believable. I'd rather do it separately or in my own way. Right, yeah. Like the same way like pop stars, they make music videos where they sing, act, and dance at the same time. Most of the time it's not really great, but yeah. sometimes it is good. Um, but you know what? There is one musical... But it was not really musical. It was salsa music that was put in on Broadway. So there was this musical a few years ago called On Your Feet, which it had no storyline, okay? It's it's the life of Gloria Estefan who wrote yeah, yeah. famous music. I think we all know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the music was phenomenal. The dancers were great. The lights were great. The musicians were amazing. It didn't need a story because everything else was so good. Is it a good story? No. Does it have to be musical? No. But if you love salsa, if you love sparkle, if you love great choreography, it was phenomenal. So I did really enjoy that. So um, I don't have yeah. a favorite musical, but I, I do I do like musicals where I... <laughs> I like good stories, but they're often plays and not musicals. Yeah. And I love good music, and they're often ethnic, like some kind of music from a certain place. No, I get, yeah, and not I, a musical. Yeah, I can get, I can understand, right? I can understand. The, I love the music, but the story is like. Uh, no, and that's why a lot of people yeah. don't like musical theater. Right. I think the art of doing it all together is wonderful. But often something's missing. Oh, actually, you know what? I saw the color purple. I don't know if you know that. I know. I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it okay, yet. Okay, so I saw that on Broadway like four years ago, and it moved me to tears. I was, I was at the Broadway theater. I had a standing, in New York City? Yeah, I had a standing ticket for like $27 because you can rush them, you know. And I was with my luggage because I was going to go straight to the airport to go to Switzerland because it was December 20th for my Christmas break. Yeah. But I had like a matinee show on a Sunday or something. I remember that. Yeah. And I was moved to tears. And I'm on the plane. I was like, I know why I'm an artist. I know why I'm doing this because the show, that was a phenomenal. I can't say it was my favorite musical. There was something that the... But it's something that you felt the both. passion... That these actors brought to the stage and that togetherness they had, that c- communal greatness that they were exuding, it was just mesmerizing. Right. So I don't know if that was if it was the musical or, or if it was the experience this yeah. cast created. You know, I think it's all, that's why we like things, right? It doesn't have to be our favorite thing of all time, but that's why we mm-hmm. enjoy things because you get yeah. a reaction out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it also yeah. depends where you are in what place. You know, mm-hmm. I was in a very it was Christmas going home. It could have been another day and I wouldn't have felt the same way. So I can't say it was the best musical. It's just the experience of it was great. Yeah. Oh. Well, Superstar, that's it. Well, you know, yeah, I hope one day, you know, I own that title. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, Pleasure. Uh, hopefully we can have you come back again after you get your music videos finished and you can promote the hell out of it again. Yeah. Okay. You mean my next one? Sure. Yeah. yeah. There'll be more coming. Good. I love it because you do really good stuff. So um, I really do love Falling. That is a wonderful video. I love how you shot it. That's that's wonderful. Where'd you get all the costumes? Hunted down New York City. Bad a girl. All right. At a superstar. All right. As you know, it's not over till the guests say it's over. All right. This is it. Have a great weekend.
It's over. There we go.